This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Today, we're going to talk about roadkill, but not the furry kind that you're probably used to averting your eyes from. We're talking about newts. They're a type of salamander. This creek near Lexington Reservoir in Los Gatos is one of the breeding destinations for Pacific newts in the Bay Area. So they live on the hills here, buried underground during the summer, looking for some moisture. And then with the first rain, they'll start uh, being active, so they'll go out foraging. And some of them will try and migrate into water in order to reproduce. Um, and they'll go into seasonal creeks like this one. Marav Van Schack is an ecologist and San Jose resident who heads up Newt Patrol, a volunteer group that keeps track of the thousands of newts that don't make it to those seasonal creeks. They don't make it because... This is what I mean. You have to... That's Sally Gale, dodging enemy number one of newts, cars. She's the founder of the Newt Brigade, another volunteer group in Petaluma. They pick up newts from roads to make sure they cross safely during breeding season. The way we move them is we pick them up, we we wet our hands, pick them up gently and walk them across the road and put them down well off the road in the direction that they're going. But volunteers like Marav, who you heard earlier, spend their time doing something a lot less gentle, scraping dead newts off the road. Listen carefully as Marav scrapes while she talks here. Even if you do drive within speed limit, it doesn't matter because you can't actually see the newts. So it doesn't matter how fast you go. If you use the road when they're out here, you'll kill them. Not a lot of people would care about newts, but people like Sally Gale and Marav Van Schack really do. You're standing in front of a large car with big, heavy tires, and you pick up these very soft, slow-moving, beautiful little creatures. You feel them in your hand. You realize how defenseless they are and yet how beautiful and special they are. You want them to live. What we are seeing here is a population going extinct. So if we sit and do nothing, they'll go extinct in the next 10 years or so. They'll be close to zero newts. Chronicle reporter Tara Duggan spent some time following Sally and Marav's work, and she's here to talk about her latest story, which isn't just about the dangers that newts face on Bay Area roads. It's also a story about biodiversity and the role of humans and why people should care about what happens to some amphibians crossing the road. Tara, so nice to have you on Fifth Emission. Great to be here. So, Tara, you report on a variety of topics for the San Francisco Chronicle, and I'd love to know, how exactly did you end up reporting on a story about newts? That is a good question. I don't know that I would have ever expected to do a story on newts necessarily. Uh, I do cover wildlife a lot, and I was talking to some experts about the issue of wildlife that gets killed on roads. And the Bay Area is actually a hot spot, unfortunately, for 
roadkill deaths of wildlife. And what I was really surprised about, because they mostly hear about mammals like deer and raccoons, is that it turned out there were two different volunteer groups in the Bay Area that are dedicated to saving newts from getting killed on the road. The fact that there were two different groups in different parts of the Bay Area, I knew that it had to be something interesting going on. So I had to look into it. And, you know, most of us can probably imagine what a newt looks like, but paint a picture of these delicate creatures for us to understand how vulnerable they are as we talk about this issue. Yeah, I think that's something that the volunteers are really sort of drawn to. And they're one of the reasons they they love these creatures. They're, you know, they are amphibians and they have that very thin skin. These particular newts are called Pacific newts. They're a dark chocolate brown on top and then this really pretty orange underneath. So they're kind of an interesting combo of colors. And they have really big kind of glassy eyes that make them almost like a cartoon character. Mm. Um, they, they also walk really slowly. There's a lot of videos out there. We have a video in our story of them walking, and that's part of the problem. They just walk really, really slowly across the road. So how big is this problem of cars running over these creatures, and why is it particularly worrisome for wildlife advocates? Like you said, we mostly hear about roadkill of mammals. Why is the problem with newts such a concern? One of the the broader questions that these volunteers are interested in is the biodiversity crisis, which is such a big issue worldwide. You know, um, experts are very concerned about the rate that wildlife species are disappearing across the world. And some people say it's worse than climate change in terms of the severity of the issue. Mm. Um, And what happens is that the local populations tend to disappear first. And that's why these Volunteer groups are really concerned seeing that these high numbers of newts are dying in these specific local areas. Where in the Bay Area are newts really in danger? Are we talking about a certain park, a region, or specific road? So there's a few different areas. It's interesting because Tilden Park in Berkeley, they actually close one road of Tilden Park every year to protect the newts, which I hadn't known about until I did this story. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're being protected there. But the worst is this place in Los Gatos near the Lexington Reservoir. It's an open space. And there's a road along the, the reservoir called Alma Bridge Road. And volunteers there have documented that 5,000 newts die every year. So they just get squished as they're trying to make their way across the road. And the cars don't even necessarily see them because they're pretty small. And so a local um, open space district did a study on the newts and found that that number of deaths is about 40% of the population. So obviously, over time, that's going to be really detrimental, and they could disappear. We heard from ecologist Mara Von Schack earlier. She's from the Newt Patrol, that volunteer group in Los Gatos. Tell me more about the time you spent with her. The Newt Patrol is, it's a number of people are involved. They take turns doing these three-hour shifts walking up and down Alma Bridge Road, which is where this happens. And unfortunately, all they can do is document how many newts have been killed. So I walked with the the head volunteer, Marav Von Schack, and she is really dedicated to this. I feel like what we're doing is just so important that I could do it, you know? I, I could 
ignore how gross it is to remove them from the road when they're really bloody and disgusting or how sad it is when they just look intact, but they're dead on the road. So we covered a two and a half mile stretch of road, but I didn't realize that the way she does it is she walks two and a half miles one way and then two and a half miles the other way. And as she's walking, she scrapes the dead newts off the road and documents them. There are so many newts. I had to pile them. So I had my a different bag, a heavier one. I put it on the side. I packed them like pancakes in piles of 10, push them off the road, take another 10, just by sitting, like one, two, three, four, five. There are so many, they were so densely packed. We had a thousand that week. And usually we have 5,000 the entire season. It was just insane. So it took like three hours. It was sad, but it was inspiring to see how dedicated she is to this project. Sounds like you didn't expect to walk five miles that day. I mean, it's <laughs> maybe more <laughs> I painstaking <did> <laughs> than you thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought I would just check it out for about an hour, but I didn't realize or so. I didn't realize she was kind of counting on me because you need two people uh, to keep an eye on the cars. And um, so I, w- I was game because it gave me a chance to really see what goes on during that process. Sometimes reporting takes you in places you don't expect. Tell me about the other Newt volunteer group you hung out with, the Newt Brigade in Petaluma. Yeah, so the Newt Brigade started a little bit later than this one. It's where the ranching area is around Petaluma. And um, it takes place on this one road called Chileno Valley Road. The person who founded that group is named Sally Gale. And she, one night, was driving home from seeing a friend with her husband and It was a rainy night, which is when the newts come out, and she just decided to stop and just saw how many newts were on the road that had been squished, and she just became determined to to save them. And so she started making calls. She's a rancher who's been there forever, and a bunch of friends helped out, and now they have regular patrols where they basically pick up the live newts and escort them off the road to keep them from getting killed. The newts have to contend not only with cars on the road and the draining of their lake, but they have to contend with the clearing of their upland habitat also. That's a big challenge for a population of critters that's been here for thousands of years. It doesn't seem fair, does it? They've saved, you know, thousands of newts already this year. Wow. And and they seem to really enjoy being together and volunteering, and that's part of what is appealing to them. More with Tara Duggan after a quick break. I'll ask her how the volunteers manage the emotional work of collecting dead newts and how Bay Area residents can play their own part in helping protect wildlife migrations. You're listening to Fifth Admission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Tara, for the volunteers that do the dirty work of scraping and tracking dead newts, it seems like that would all be emotionally taxing. What motivates them? I talked to Marav about that, and she's actually a scientist. So she said part of it for her is she's really interested in data. So I really want to collect the data as a scientist. And you're like, wow, another one, you know? Or when you have a day where you have 600 
dead newts and you just can't keep going because it's too much but i'm like if i'll stop now nobody would do it hmm. that would be the end of it so for her doing the science helps kind of offset the sadness of it. Mm -hmm. And she also has done a lot of work on, on insects and things like that for her, for her job. So she feels like she's, she can handle it because of her science background. So of course we're talking about newts here, but really your story is spotlighting the ways that humans have developed roads and other kinds of infrastructure in the habitats of so many different species can anything be done on a local or state level about addressing the vulnerability of different kinds of wildlife migrations? Yeah, no, and that's part of why I was interested in this story is because there is some effort to address this um, both on a state and national level. Hmm. The state uh, set, budgeted around $61 million recently to create what are called wildlife corridors or wildlife crossings to help wildlife either go under or over roads, and uh, they're starting to work on that. There's one project in the Sierra to protect this rare toad called the um, Yosemite toad, and they lifted up a part of a road so that the toad could go under the road. And that actually could work for, the, uh, there were some proposals to do that at the reservoir where these newts are killed. People are still trying to fund grants like that. One of the infrastructure bills uh, set aside, I think it's around $350 million for those kind of projects in the country, which is, it sounds like a lot of money, but unfortunately, it doesn't pay for a ton because these these kind of wildlife corridors are pretty costly. But uh, I spoke with someone at UC Davis who studies this issue, and he said that the cost is actually very low compared to the risk of wildlife-related um, injuries, because a lot of humans are killed in accidents on roads with wildlife. And so if more could be done to prevent those accidents, it would be worth the money. The experts that you talked to, did they explain to you, other than just protecting these special creatures such as newts and keeping them in our ecosystems, what is the larger impact if we lose large populations of species, what does that mean for the entire ecosystem? I talked to some wildlife experts about what role they play in the ecosystem. So if they were gone, what would that mean? And sometimes it's hard to tell. You don't always realize the role, how important the role is until, until a creature is gone. But they take part in eating invertebrates and they are prey to some, some predators. The concern is that different animals play different roles in the environment. So yeah, for example, I was just talking to experts about sea otters and and sea otters are coming back, but um, they're realizing that sea otters play a really important role in the ecosystem that wasn't really that clear until they started to come back. So, you know, the, they're important predators, for example. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, have the volunteers shared anything with you about how we as barrier residents can be helpful? There's this app called iNaturalist. And so a big thing that these volunteers are doing is citizen science. So they're collecting data by just taking photos of these creatures because the, the app kind of keeps track of the location, the time, where the animals were found. And that kind of data can help scientists do research. Mm -hmm. So it, it's actually not that hard to do. And um, there are lots of ways to be involved with citizen science. So 
I would I would say that's really a great way to get started. So Tara, you know, what's your big takeaway after spending time on a story like this? You report on environmental and agricultural issues quite often. What did you learn from taking this close look at newts? Yeah, I think it was just encouraging with all of the environmental crises we're facing right now that are so overwhelming. It was encouraging to see people who are finding a way to do something in their community that they feel like is making a difference. And I think it just gives you a little bit of hope that you know, there are ways we can help instead of just feeling overwhelmed and depressed. I think it's encouraging to see ways that people are making a difference. Well, Tara, it was such a lovely story to read, and I'm so glad you were able to share it with me. Thank you for taking the time to talk about your experience with me. Thanks so much, and I'm glad you were interested in newts, too. And it's, <laughs> they're, my, they're my new favorite amphibian, for sure. <laughs> Tara Duggan covers the environment for The Chronicle. Her story about newts and their volunteer crusaders is online at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. The two volunteer groups in her story were the Newt Patrol in Los Gatos and the Chileno Valley Newt Brigade in Petaluma. You can learn more about that group at their site, chilenovalleynewtbrigade.org. That's C-H-I-L-E-N-O. Thanks to the volunteers for sharing their stories. Special thanks to Tara Duggan for collecting all that audio reporting you heard in this piece, which was written and produced by me and edited by King Kaufman. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>